0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, July 20th. Today on the show, we will be joined by The Athletic's Adam Vingen, who does not mince words about why the Nashville Predators are making all of these core trades. We will preview day two of SEC media days, including Josh Heupel's debut. But we begin with a very clear, very direct message from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. The 440 is brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group. Look, money is super cheap right now, but buying and selling houses in Nashville, the opposite of cheap. So if you're debating buying a new house or renovating your own, it's a no-brainer. Take that cheap money to someone you trust to add value to your property. This is what the Kingston Group has been doing for over a decade in Nashville. Their nose-to-tail approach with the comprehensive and detailed plan on the front end to the finished product on budget and on time on the back is why they have been successful. And it's why they're so trustworthy. So if you're on the fence about a big spend on your home because money is cheap and renovations not only make you happy, but they also make you money, just talk with the Kingston Group. Just have a conversation and see if they can come up with a strategy that makes your vision for your home come to life. The website is buildkg.com. You can see all of their work there. That's buildkg.com. As expected, Commissioner Greg Sankey opened up SEC Media Days on Monday with a very direct
1: message. Right now, 43% of our football teams, that's 6 of 14, have reached the 80% threshold in roster vaccination. That number needs to grow and grow rapidly. Let me be clear to our fans, to our coaches, to our staff members, and to our student-athletes. COVID-19 vaccines are widely available. They've proven to be highly effective. And when people are fully vaccinated, we all have the ability to avoid serious health risks, reduce the virus's spread, and maximize our chances of returning to a normal college football experience and to normal life. You hope not to have disruption, but hope is not a plan, is the great cliche. We still have roster minimums that exist, just like last year. What I've identified for consideration among our membership is we remove those roster minimums and you're expected to play as scheduled. That means your team needs to be healthy to compete. And if not, that game won't be rescheduled. And thus, to dispose of the game, the forfeit word comes up at this point. We've not built in the kind of time we did last year, particularly at the end of the season to accommodate disruption. Our teams are going to have to be fully prepared to play their season as scheduled, which is why embedded in my remarks is the vaccination motivation.
0: A couple of things to take there from Greg Sankey. Number one, We do not have COVID under control, and unless your teams are fully vaccinated, there is a chance you will not get to play a game. And if you do not get to play a game, we aren't going to help you out. That is the very direct message from Greg Sankey to all of his teams and to his fans. Don't come crying to me in the middle of the season if you have unvaccinated players costing your team a chance at a game in which you have to forfeit. I don't know about you, but the message is very clear, very direct, and very simple. Get vaccinated because it's a competitive advantage. If you are unvaccinated, you are running the risk of putting your team in a position to have to forfeit. Period. End of discussion. End of debate. There is no gray area. He made it very black and white on Monday. Tennessee's Josh Heupel will make his SEC Media Days debut on Tuesday. His opening remarks and press conference will begin at 1130 a.m., I am honestly not sure what he can get up there and say that will do much to move the needle. Number one, he isn't a particularly bombastic personality and has done tons of media as the head coach at UCF, so while it's not the SEC, he should be totally prepared for the moment. He could talk about and will definitely be asked about his quarterback battle. He will have to address the NCAA issues and the impact of those issues on the overall depth of his roster. My guess is he attempts to explain his vision for Tennessee football with lots of coach speak. We're trying to cultivate and install our culture, build a foundation of some sort, work on creating a mindset, blah, 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 etc. etc. It's a pretty tough spot for Hypo, honestly, because there's a malaise currently hanging over the Big Orange fans, and nothing you can say at a press conference in July is going to all of the sudden jumpstart the fan base and create excitement. But we've seen plenty of guys stand up there and say some head-shaking stuff, looking at you, Butch Jones or Derek Mason— and automatically then drawing the ire of their fan base. It's kind of a no-win situation. Basically, no news is good news for Heupel on Tuesday. Just get it done. Focus on highlighting his two seniors that will be there, wide receiver Valus Jones and cornerback Alante Taylor. Get back to Knoxville and get back to work. The rest of Tuesday looks as follows. Kirby Smart in Georgia will get the day started at 10 a.m. with his star junior quarterback JT Daniels and senior defensive lineman Jordan Davis. And the only real question for Smart and his team this summer is, will they finally evolve on offense and grow into the national title contender that their talent indicates they should be? Daniels and second-year offensive coordinator Todd Munkin are essentially carrying 40 years of pressure to create that balance this team so desperately has been missing on offense. I fully expect that that will be the focus of questions for Kirby Smart on Tuesday. Mark Stoops and Kentucky are at the podium at 2.30. This team is Georgia light, frankly. It's a very good defensive team that has major questions about the evolution of its offense. Much like Georgia, if this offense can catch up to the defense, this Wildcats team will be very good in 2021 and could challenge the best teams in the SEC East. If not, well, they could still be above 500, which is still saying a lot for the job Stoops has done to change the expectations in Lexington. Wrapping up Tuesday, and let's not fool ourselves, we'll be the star of the show. Lane Kiffin. The Ole Miss head coach is entering his second year, but his first trip back to SEC Media Days in over a decade. This is one of the few guys this week that I'm actually more interested in what he has to say than anything that has to do with his roster or his football team. He never can seem to remove himself from the darkest corners of the Internet. There's always some random rumor or meme floating around about Ole Kiffy. What does he say on Tuesday that will stick to the Internet? I honestly cannot wait for his press conference. Starts at 3.55. There is a lot going on with the Nashville Predators this week. Ryan Ellis has been traded, of course. They had to submit their expansion list. They, of course, protected UC Saros, five defensemen, Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, Dante Fabro, Alex Carrier, and the newly acquired Philip Myers. They also protected forwards Philip Forsberg, Luke Cunnan, and Tanner Jeannot, which, of course, strategically leaves Matt Duchesne. Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons, Callie Yarncrook, and a host of other names, all unprotected. The expansion draft will be Wednesday evening. And as soon as we do find out, Adam Vingan of The Athletic and myself will put out the Gold Standard podcast. But I had a chance to talk about Ryan Ellis with him and these trades as it pertains to the morale in the locker room. And Adam Vingan, as usual, is not mincing words about why these trades are taking place for the Nashville Predators.
2: David Poyle was actually asked about this over the weekend, about how the players left in the dressing room might react to the trade of Arvidsson, the trade of Ellis. I mean, they don't really have any say over the retirement of Pecorine. This is the player's fault. That's one thing (laughs) I go back to. I do not have very much sympathy for the players in that dressing room when it comes to all of these changes. As David Poyle said on Saturday, to paraphrase. If I felt that this team was good enough to win the Stanley Cup, I wouldn't be making these trades. Victor Robertson is gone. Ryan Ellis is gone. Victor Robertson wasn't productive enough. Ryan Ellis wasn't healthy enough. Matt Duchene wasn't productive enough. Ryan Johansson wasn't productive enough. Philip Forsberg hasn't been good enough to lead this team past, you know, the hump that it's it's run into. This is their fault. So if they if they're if they're upset by what's happened in this situation. Look yourselves in the mirror because if not for the continued failings of this roster in the postseason, this is their fault. If this team would have competed for a Stanley Cup, if this team would have won a Stanley Cup, this wouldn't have happened. This is is on them. You know, I don't blame David Poyle for the trades he's made. I'm not blaming John Hines. I'm blaming the players. But like, I don't have any sympathy for these guys. I don't.
0: I tend to agree with him on this, folks. First of all, these are millionaire adults who get paid to play a sport. Dealing with a little office place dynamics and locker room dynamics is actually part of the paycheck. So I don't want to hear anybody complaining about some sort of mutiny in the locker room because players are getting traded or whatever. It's absolutely ridiculous. But but, but Adam's right about this. The players didn't get it done. They've had four chances. They've been early exits in the playoffs for consecutive years. And so, therefore, changes need to be made. And so David Poyle's going about doing that. I agree with Adam. It is mostly on the players and a little bit on David Poyle. But of course, the 440 is brought to you every single day for free by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. Money is super cheap right now. Now is the time to do some work on your house. And you need someone trustworthy to make sure that they handle the future of your property and your home with care and responsibility. The Kingston Group are the people to do this. Check out the website, buildkg.com. Just have a conversation with them. I guarantee you, you'll walk away impressed and ready to get to work. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. Here is your Tuesday docket, of course, highlighted by Game 6 of the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks up three games to two at home against the Phoenix Suns. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. That one will be on ABC, and the Bucks are a five-point favorite for those of you who care. The Atlanta Braves will host the San Diego Padres at 6.20 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, my first-place New York Mets are at Cincinnati, also at 6.10 p.m. Otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall. Please share the product. Like, share it on your socials. Share it with your friends. Tell somebody about it. It is. We are eternally grateful for you guys listening, but we need you out there to spread the word. So, thank you guys again for listening. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, July 20th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Brayden Gall, music by William Tyler.